Welcome to another episode of the Yes, As Yet Unnamed podcast. I am Swaku and with my co-host John. And you are listening Hello. to the second part of a series looking at the second wave of the New Blood decks. Uh, there will be more videos in the series as we go through the new decks. So far it's been alphabetical, which is great. As per my original um, prediction, yay me, yay us. Hey. Uh, but today we'll be looking at the Bruja New Blood deck. Um, so, from the Black Chantry website, this deck relies in on a combination of political shrewdness and anarch tactics, and the supernatural strength and speed of your vampires will deter any opposition. I, before I head into the stats, I just want to say, anarch tactics here feels like a cop-out in the, in the blue. It's an anarch deck, like... What else is it going to rely on? Sure. Uh, Alright, so quick stats of the deck. 54 cards, 6 vampires, 6 unique vampires, uh, 4 unique titles, an average capacity of 6, 48 library cards, get about 20% masters, about 20% action, and near 20% reaction, and then the rest is mainly combat. It's a smattering of politics and equipment. So, so far it's been, it's true to its uh, reliance on a strength and speed to deter your opposition, as well as a little bit of political shrewdness. Looking at the new cards, uh, the new arts and some notable reprints, there are two new crit cards and I think this, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I think this is the only New Blood deck uh, in this series that has an actual new library card. That sounds about right. If we accidentally uncover more, you guys can get in the comments. I don't care. Anyway, uh, two new card cards, one new library card. First one is Anita Rainwright. She is a 3 capacity Anarch Bruja with inferior celerity and inferior presence. I think she's okay. Like before we started this uh, recording, you were saying that she's solid, she's decent, but really, she's, there's not much to really talk about here, I don't think. Yep. Uh, I mean, she's got the two of the three disciplines that you care about the most in my opinion um presence and celerity lets you play illegalism with the two easier to access disciplines they let you play diversion i like diversion <laughs> diversion is fine lion brawl again at the two options that i think you would use more often yep and if you have, if you decide, I think to go uh, in a political direction, he does have a sneaky access to Skullful Town, which isn't in this deck. But I just wanted to point that out. So that's Anita Wainwright, the new three cap Anna vampire. The next up is a new eight capacity Bruja Baron. It's Saku. Uh, I think the pronunciation here is. Pilayamaki. Uh, it's 
the eight-capacity Bruja, and up Baron of Helsinki. Saku gets one optional maneuver each combat, and he has inferior fortitude, inferior protein, superior celerity, superior potence, and superior presence. So in case anyone hasn't already known, his art is based on the likeness of a longtime Vitesse player uh, and volunteer, Jan Longquist, and uh, apparently the dreadlocks is real, or are real. Hmm. So Saku brings the number of Bruja Barons up to 5. Uh, when I say number of Bruja Barons up to 5, I mean in group 5 and 6. I think there's like smattering outside of group 5 and 6. But within group 5 and 6, that's the case Bruja 5 Barons. And I think that's that might be relevant in the context of, you know, having organized resistance, bait and switch, new cartage, and then now the child of revolution, which we will see in a bit. I like him. I think the only issue I had, and I think you would agree with me here, John, is that he doesn't quite work with the idea of Bruja debate in the deck. Right, so he, out of ACAP, he becomes the oldest vampire, so you don't have the. If you're playing all the Bruja Barons, he's going to be the one getting locked. Um, but ideally you would want Aileen to get be the one debating because she get, she has her unlock text. So that's one and three synergy that is present with Saku. The other one is he gets an optional maneuver, which is mostly superfluous when you're getting two or three out of a Bruja debate. I think he's a solid addition in the greater scheme of things, but within this deck, yeah, he does feel a little bit out of place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he would is definitely a fine vampire. Um, Force March is a good card. He can play it, and of course, all of the good Baron Bruja nonsense. Uh, it's just that he doesn't really fit into the Bruja debate and archetype. I don't think. No, and I think especially because. Even if you don't, you know, draw into your Bruja debates or your Bruja debates on the table, it doesn't even benefit from having, say, Enchant Kindred in the deck. So, in, I mean, outside of this, uh, the new Blood deck, having him Enchant Kindred down a couple of times, bring out a couple of vamps before, you know, getting him locked into the whole debate um, requirement is still not too bad in a pinch, I guess. But yeah, next up is the Child of Revolution. There's a new library card on this series of new blood decks. It is a action that costs one blood, uh, plus one stealth action, requires a non-sterile baron. Put this card into play, it becomes a one capacity, non-unique Anarch Vampire of the same clan as the acting vampire and must hunt this turn. You can search your library, shuffle afterwards, hand and or airship for a Disciplined Master card and put it on this new vampire. There is a running theme if you, if, you, know, you haven't really noticed that Barons are kind of getting the not quite camera toys. So they had Organized Resistance which was uh, not quite second tradition and then now they have uh, Child of Revolution which is a not quite 
third edition progeny. Yep. I think there is a slight difference in the two card tags. Uh, progeny cannot act the turn they come into play, but the sire or the vampire that took the action can move blood from themselves onto the progeny. Whereas the the Child of Revolution has similar text to the Embrace where it comes into play and it must hunt. I think depending on how much intercept your mana has, Child may be a better or worse sort of project. Yeah. So when when the card name was spoiled, I think we had uh, some spoilers with the deck list, but we weren't quite aware what child of the revolution would be just looking at the card list and you know the name of the card and it being a a bruja debate deck it was a pretty i feel like it was a safe bet there was a breed action and i was kind of concerned that they were they might push the limit with in terms of blood cost because what was it bait and switch pretty efficient as a bounce right it, so i i was kind of worried that you know child of the revolution might just be free uh, or something silly like that <laughs> and it sort of is right it costs one but the vampire that you make can act immediately and hunt so at the end of the day at the end of the turn your blood total hasn't gone down really yeah assuming it all goes off without getting blocked um it's quite cost effective it is and i think the fact that it is an anarch vampire as opposed to a camera vampire is relevant too just because anarchs can get away with playing inferior disciplines as opposed to having like needing superior to make things relevant yeah yeah definitely previously only having um embrace as the breed option in anarchs meant that well for one it was quite blood intensive and two you don't get that free discipline as you say anarchs can get a lot of work done with a single inferior discipline yep so that's the three new cards in the deck just do a quick run through of the reprints so Bruja Debate, you have been talking about it for a bit, that it's got new art and this was last reprinted in 2004. Diversion has been reprinted uh, with a new art that was spoiled in the, the, one of the recent VKN newsletters. Assuming you're watching this video uh, podcast when it drops. Lumiere, the it's a reprint, it was previously an event promo. Libertas is reprinted, uh, previously only printed Twilight Rebellion 2008. Oxford University, England has been reprinted, last printed in 2002. Powerbase Los Angeles has been reprinted, previously only printed in 2004. Make the Misery has been reprinted in the sense. Uh, it was available previously as part of the print and play sets that we had. Open War has been reprinted. Previously, it was last printing was 2008. Public Trust was reprinted. Previous printing also 2008. Likewise, uh, Disputed Territory. 
stolen police cruiser last printed 2003 and disarm last printed in 2006 those are the reprints in this deck any ones that jump up specifically to you john i'm quite excited for bruja debate ever since the first bruja deck came out and i had a look at that crypt i just felt like alien is built to debate and that was the way you i would ever build bruja anarchs and the only thing that kept me from actually putting the deck together was the price of debates so now <laughs> that you get three in this box i am a happy chap for those of you at home who are not familiar with the card bruja debate is a one pool cost master that requires bruja put his card into play during each Methuselah's master phase that Methuselah locks one of the oldest bruja they control if any all Bruja get plus one strength and one optional maneuver each combat and non-ventrue minions can burn this card as a directed action. I also yep. like to see how, especially the, the players who've only come in in 5th edition, um, it'll be interesting to see how they react uh, to Bruja debate. Yep. So well, the thing is, uh, what what's not immediately obvious about the card is that it's not unique, right? You can have multiple debates, which means you would lock the same. Or you could look. You could lock multiple Bruja um, if they were the same capacity. But ideally, you would lock the same Bruja multiple times to satisfy its condition, and then all the rest of your Bruja would get plus one strength and an optional maneuver for each debate. So that means if you have two or three debates on the table, that your vampires get two or three strength and two or three maneuvers. That is a big deal. Pair that with Child of the Revolutions, your one caps are now, you know, three strength with a maneuver or something silly like that. Yeah, it also it definitely helps with the the um, hunting as well, because now you know instead of uh, the I guess the usual sort of way to deal with say something like childhood revolution is to let the acting vampire spend the blood to put it into play and then block the hunt because then you know you cost both blood and not really let your opponent gain any resources. And then you ha you hands the child for one and knock it back into torpor. Yeah. Now that child has the option of you know hitting back for three or just maneuvering to long twice or however many debates you have. The other thing as well is it's it's also got this cheeky. It's actually everyone who locks the oldest Bruja on their turn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you might accidentally come across a. Bruja, another Bruja deck who is not who are not playing you know actual Bruja debate and then all of a sudden especially if they are like it's I guess it's sort of a mixed bag it's not really a blessing it's sort of like a mixed bag because even though you lock their oldest Bruja you assume you would assume they're playing like more than one Bruja and then you're also giving their other Brujas the benefit but you yeah. know if they play a superstar Hey, it's a, it's a lock every turn. 
can't block, can't be sudden. <clears throat> oh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, just as you're talking about that, I was thinking about my Demetra deck that plays with the Group Six Toriador. So if I if I come across the table with a debate, she gets locked and I get nothing out of it. Yeah, that's that's a sad time. Yeah. So it's an interesting card. Anything else jump up in particular to you? Well, Child of the Revolution plays into Bruja debate. Yep. Of course, but it's also quite relevant in other Anarch decks. Yeah, I, I could see it being played in Ministry, in Gangrel quite possibly with Thing. I, I think that's respectable. Yeah. And uh, Gangrel Revel, is that the card? Yeah, plus the one with plus one that gives Gangrel plus one strength. Yep, yep. Uh, um, also with if you ever get around to doing a Torridor anti tribute and up deck, they'll also benefit from Palagrande. So it's something you could do. And it gives it's I mean, at the end of the day, it's a bonus for uh sort of decks that you know you want to play a breed deck but you don't really want to be a prince um deck or a or a bishop like a title support deck so you don't really want to run uh, progeny or creation rights i think mainly if you want to play the end up play with any of the end up toys club illusion even though the child is a one cap potentially two it's an option uh, and I think, like you mentioned earlier as well, the Anarchs can get away with a lot more just with inferior disciplines. So the child becomes yeah. a lot stronger than what it actually looks like at face value. Yep, the only problem being if you want that discipline card, you would probably want to play one of the print, some of the printed Anarchs, which you're limited to some of the re more recent printings. Um, like if if you wanted to do Toriador anti, good luck getting Barons. I guess <laughs> it's a lot of effort. That is a good point. I completely, for some reason, just forgot that it doesn't just require Anarchs; it requires actual Barons. The other thing with the inferior discipline as well is uh, there's some there's another card, there's another reprint in this deck that I think makes blocking child revolution quite tricky and that is this arm. If you get say potence onto child revolution, this arm is a thing, uh, especially in a Bruja debate deck. I mean, you, you could imagine a Bruja debate child of revolution deck that runs a handful of, say, maybe two or three disarms and then some glancing blows and you try to stop the the bleed, sorry, the hunt from the child and then imagine you're, you know, a big fat vampire gets hit for two and then gets sent to Topo with a disarm. And the other thing is disarm being printed in, reprinted in this deck, unless you already have a bunch of it because this arm was at some point pretty pricey in the secondary market this is a it's a good time to um see if the reprinting of i don't know if you would call this staple in a potent set i think i would run 
two at least in a potent stack with at least some form of combat. Who's about right? Yeah, mainly because even if I don't run prevents, a ton sign pose, hands for three, you trade hands for one, and then all of a sudden your hands for three means a lot more than just three damage. Speaking of reprints of cards that were pricey, yeah. Power Base Los Angeles, I think is a solid reprint, and having it in this box is a very convenient way to get it. Oh yeah, I love Power Base uh, Los Angeles. We were talking about it before, and I think one of the biggest things for me for Power Base Los Angeles is it is, you know, if if, if nothing else, it is just a straight up extra discard phase action. Even if you're not running it as an Anarch sort of deck, it's still relevant. Yep, I think I used to run it in Ioe Goli, is that right? Yeah, because Ioe Goli has a discard phase uh, special as well. Yeah, the other strong bit about it is you do get an unlock out of it, which is good for blocking, bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Libertas is a, another solid master card. What it does is you put it on an Anarch. Allies cannot block this Anarch at all. Solid. That means Dalton, Ponticulus, Legionnaires. Yep. That's all good. Cards requiring Dominate or Presence cost an extra blood while they are acting or attempting to block or in combat. Just to clarify, that's cost that's costing other minions, not costing your own minion. So when your minion, well, so the when the minion that has Libertas on it is acting, other minions pay more for any card that requires Dominator presence. Reacting, attempting to block or in combat. So yep. what, what is it about this card that you like? Well, let's consider what... Oh well, aside from the allies can't block thing, let's consider what cards it actually increases the blood cost of. So, Deflections, red Redirect, Murmur of the False Will, mm -hmm. all very good. Majesty, yeah. Bonding, Conditioning, also good. I'm not but convinced though. In this, in Bruja, I'm not as big a fan. But you slip this into a Ministry Stealth Bleed and pair that with Narrow Minds, you are getting quite pricey to bounce. Yeah, you basically almost price most decks out of uh, second deflection. So instead of having being able to just deflect at will, it's now a huge decision. Do you deflect or not deflect? Because deflection now costs three. Yep. I think my issue really with this card is that it's trying to do too many things, potentially. Mainly because of the one pull cost. So I think allies not being able to block this Anna is is a good line of text. It hoses imbued straight up. So if your prey is imbued, good luck to them. But 
for the one pool, I'm not sure. I assume the one pool also factors into the fact that it, the additional blood cost uh, applies in multiple different scenarios. But what I think is it's not really a like it's not really that reasonable to assume that you will be able to fit this into anyone will be able to fit this into a deck that can uh, I guess reliably pull off all three situations right so uh, so yeah I think the one pull cost is a very reasonable price the challenging thing is the competition for that master phase action oh yeah that too this is not a trifle. It is not a trifle. Although having said oh. that, me, here's me going off on a tangent. I think maybe in recent years, we're all spoiled by the sheer number of trifles. Every kind of thing that trifle is a, is a default rather than the exception. Uh, I would say it's a default, but it is a staple that you're gonna run some trifle package but outside of that yeah i mean i get where you're coming from the allies not being able to block this end up does come into play more often yeah. than you know on paper you would think it does and that cheeky you know libertas plus narrow minds really does mean your bleeds can land 3t uh, reliably yeah and if you're running bigger vamps i guess you could be cute and slap two libertas on a vamp oh yeah that's right doesn't say it's not a it's not an archetype i think the other card that i wanted to talk about was the stolen police cruiser because we were having a little bit of a chat about it um before as well and I wasn't too convinced that the drawback, which is that, uh, I think, let me read the card. So, Stolen Police Cruiser is a equipment vehicle, only usable by, by an Anarch. This Anarch gets plus one bleed, allies and younger vampires get minus one intercept when attempting to block this Anarch. Any vampire can earn this card as a directed action that costs one pool. And if that action is successful, this NR is locked and does not unlock as normal during his or her unlock phase. Uh, a minion may only have one vehicle. So, I kind of see these as a camera phone without restrictions, without the bleed uh, restrictions around bleeding. But you mean the restriction to use it as your action, right? Yes, that's the one. But I'm not convinced that like the drawbacks worth the benefits. Sure. Realistically, what I see happening is you equip this and then your prey immediately takes the action to get rid of it. I think it's always worth the action to burn it. So you would have taken an action which you could have bled for one, which is what cost that one pool anyway, and then you lose your action on the next turn. So I just don't know. So there are cards with a similar effect where um, your vamp gets plus one bleed, um, but your prey can 
take an action to burn it, right? I think there's like Mercy for Seth or something like that, and maybe a couple others. Am, am I? Oh no. I feel like is this it is Pennant? I feel like this is, is the it one. Now there is there's a combat card where you strike combat ends and then you slap it on them and you get plus one bleed. Oh, unholy penance. That's the one. Yeah. <clears throat> Does that also get burned immediately? Uh, that one's a little bit tricky because that's a combat card. So you could, in theory... It doesn't cost you an action to slap yeah, it down. It's incidental. That's right. But I guess my point is burning a plus one bleed card isn't always like the obvious action to take. Sometimes, sometimes their prey has something more tasty to go after. Like pool. And especially since that action costs a pool, like, do I spend a pool to burn it or do I just let them have plus one bleed? It's more or less the same thing. And, you know. So, my thinking is this. That action that they, my predator took to equip Stolen Police Cruiser would have been a bleed for one anyway. Because that's the default. Mm -hmm. So that's my one pool. So I'm not losing anything mm -hmm. there. The only thing I'm losing is my vampire taking action. So then it becomes my vampire takes an action to cause one of my predator's vampire to lose an action. And I think yeah. that's worth it because otherwise why would people play um, my numb, right? But the point still stands, you would probably still... I would still run this over camera phone because it lets you get that plus bleed on top of uh, illegalism or uh, line brawl or camera phone. Um, no, you can't use it with camera phone because camera phone has text that says you can't. <laughs> Alright, anyway, I think those are some of the key reprints that have sort of caught our attention. Okay, so I just want to make a honorable mention. Bait and Switch and Organize Resistance. If you haven't already bought six copies of the Bruja deck, this is an, a lot better package to get them out of. <laughs> yeah, because you get five Organize Resistance straight up. And then it's the same to bit and switch. Plus, you've got there's a new card, right? Yeah. Childhood Revolution. You will Island. have a use for it at some point. And you get the bait, then you get Saku. Yeah. And you yeah. get Lumia. I, would, I feel a lot better buying like, I guess two of each or one and three or something like that than four or five of the Bruja deck. So yeah, that's definitely worth mentioning. Yep, that is true. So next up, um, a quick chat about the strategy of, I guess, this deck plus, you know, how the, some of the cards work outside of the deck. Uh, I think the deck strategy is pretty straightforward. It is a debate with Child of Revolution. And then you go, it's I think it's a combination of either your choice of um, Bruce Bleed or you try to make use of Neonate Breach and Consanguineous Spoon. It's not really 
doesn't really lean into the whole political shrewdness bit of the blurb on the, on the website. Yeah, I'm not sure shrewdness is the right <laughs> word. It's, it's like political bluntness. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really more of a Bruce Lee. It's got a bit of enter combat options that you could use to cycle out some of your combat cards if you get you know too many in your hand but generally it kind of looks like what you want to do is put out the child of revolution and then just bleed even if it's just for one multiple times yep bleeding for one it works if you do it 30 times that is a player <laughs> yeah as mentioned earlier if i mean if you do get if you're playing it out of the box and you get Thaku, maybe think twice about playing the debates at all but if you can get a hold of aline that's you know game on i think i would go the other way which is if you get Saku in your if you're just playing this deck, if you get Saku in your opening crit, just ignore him. Like just just don't. Because you have to Yeah. It's a dead card. I mean, sorry Jan, but like you don't belong in this deck, man. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I noticed looking through all the cards in the deck is that it's trying to pull itself like, don't get me wrong. If you're looking to, you know, get into the game or even if you're an existing player or a long-time player, definitely get this deck. It's got a lot of cards that are really good, a lot of reprints that haven't been reprinted for a while uh, that are actually really useful. But get two. Get two, yeah. <laughs> I mean, get three even, honestly. <laughs> but as a deck, it feels very undecided as to what it really wants to do. Like, Bruce Bleed, for one, is, like I said before, it's the most obvious, but then looking at it, you've got five organized resistance, so you're looking to, you know, unlock and block a bunch. You've got three consanguineous boons, so you want to go wide and just bloat a little bit. For me at least, feels like it's trying to do too many things. I actually feel like it might not stack up against the other new blood decks. Uh, I'm not on board with that. No? <laughs> no. I mean, the cards don't all contribute to the same game plan. Like, make the Miser, Daku, Disputed Territory, DNA breach. Those are all. What? What would you call it? Is they're they're not. They're not Bruce they're, Bleed. They're not Bruce Bleed. Fair enough. Yeah. There are a couple key cards which would really turn them all. This turn this whole deck on. Uh, for one, Club Illusion. Yeah. I'm fond of of the combo between illegalism and line brawl. So if, if you're scary enough, uh, an illegalism bleed for two might just go through. Follow that up with a line brawl steal for one, and that was a productive vampire. 
even if you decide to go with the breed option with Child of Revolution and Celerity, a child can do that. So that's actually three bleed from a two cap. Unfortunately, illegalism has a chemistry option, so you're not going to see it reprinted in any decks anytime soon, but I believe it is print on demand, so that's how you can get a hold of that. I would also chuck in two more copies at least of Bait and Switch. Two is a little risky to be sitting on, because even with... I mean, you don't really want to be overly reliant on Consanguinous Spoon, even if you're going wide. There are some really scary bleeders out there. <laughs> Dominate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> New Cartage is an interesting inclusion in this deck. So, 5 Barons means that if you don't want to play the Bruja debate game, New Cartage means yep. that each of your Barons are bleeding for 2. Yep. So, with 5 Barons, that is a. Five extra pretty filled out. Yeah, it's 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 a filled up crypt full of barons, all with plus one bleed, and that that's something that you know Saku will shine in. Yeah. So in a deck like that, say maybe a handful of enchant kindreds to accelerate your other barons, and then all of a sudden your uh, legalism into line brawl is a bleed of three, and then a. A, you know, a stealing of one pool. It's four pool a turn. It's it's not nothing. Imagine if you're running short of force. That would no be... thanks. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad. <laughs> uh, I need to have another look at it. I remember looking at it, thinking about it, and then just just like forgetting about it. So let me have a. So this is the interesting thing. Oh, I was having a chat. I was uh, in a game the other day, and one of the players played Short Force, and I didn't realize that there has been a change in card text since. Because so Short Force was originally in the printed play sets, right? Mm -hmm. So Inferior used to be plus one bleed and plus one strength, and then Superior is only plus one bleed but plus two strength. It went from that to superior is now plus two bleed and plus two strength. So the extra one more bleed, I think, makes it actually worth playing. Yeah, the problem with it in Anarchs is they're not consistently superior, right? Out of out of your five barons, yeah. I think only two of them actually can play it at superior, uh, just because of patchy disciplines. Yeah. It's a Anarch special, having patchy yeah. disciplines. Fair yeah. enough. I keep forgetting that you're not the first person to point that out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in conclusion, I think overall this is a pretty decent deck. I will pick it up just for the cards. Like even if you're not in a playing in a like a new blood only game or you know, um, even if you're Starting out, you're new to the game, uh, you, someone introduced it to you, you don't know what to pick up, this, just this one. Two copies of this, three copies of this, is a, you just throw it together and it's an amazing deck. 
But you would want one copy of the actual Bruja deck. You think and so? Splash. Yeah, attack, but just for the crypt cards, really. That said, the secondary market for that Bruja, <laughs> those vampires in the Bruja started, I'm sure there are plenty to go around. Yeah. And also, like you mentioned earlier, John, that uh, Bruja debate's not unique, so having six copies isn't necessarily a bad thing. Oh yeah, I would definitely run five or six easy. Yeah. Imagine, punch for seven. <laughs> With no effort. You're one cap. You're one cap, punches for seven. Yeah. No discipline yeah, required. You wanna block that hunt for one? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> oh my god. This is you're starting to sound like some cheesy B grade movie villain. <laughs> <laughs> So I think with that, we've come to the end of deck review. Thank you, John, once again for being the co-host. Great to be here. And yeah, we hope you found this helpful. And if you think we've missed anything or is, if there's a topic you would like to see us explore, let us know in the comments. And until next time, see ya. Bye-bye.